All right, let's try that again. Going out to George Tilson Salt Lake for today's movers that you missed. Overlook stocks. George Denny's. How come it's on the list today? Up seven percent. Well, I think uh, Denny's is interesting, OJ. We know Denny's is in the all American. If you don't know Denny's, you're not American. That's right, George. So, so you know, agree? That's right. Full full service uh, dining franchise that uh, has about 1,500 local mm. well, not local, but uh, stores in the United States. The Grand Slam. About 1,650 total north and south america but uh interesting enough we're seeing uh, some uh, some mobility when it comes down to the analyst upgrades for a company like denny's oj today the catalyst primarily was benchmark uh, they actually started the uh they've even got a bald eagle in the advertising go back sorry george i thought i was exaggerating here they got a bald eagle in their b-roll Tell me that's not american like i said you're not american if you don't know denny's man exactly uh, look i think uh, <laughs> What we're seeing here is uh, a few of the catalysts, and Benchmark actually addresses a couple of these, but I'll, I'll talk about some additional ones. But they got a price target now with a buy rating of $19, which is about 35% off of where it is uh, based on the close of today. A couple of things they noted is, is uh, interesting enough that uh, Denny's themselves is not operating at full capacity. Uh, their, their model is really twofold. One is, is it's a very high franchise-based model. About 95% of their stores are franchise-based. So they actually have uh, the ability to insulate themselves as a holding company, a publicly traded one, uh, from uh, inflation that can't be passed on to customers. So a lot of the inflation risks are gonna be borne by the franchisees, not the company itself. And the second thing they actually noted was the, uh, the full operation of the company, 24 seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's what Denny's is known for. But in fact, since the pandemic uh, and the reopening of the economy, not all their stores and locations have been open fully. And in fact, they're looking to reach full opening or reopening of all their stores in the next coming quarter. And I think this is a, a pretty significant catalyst for the business because right now going for 24 seven full, uh, full scale delivery across multiple hours or all hours of the day, seven days a week is hard to come by. And Denny's is actually one of the leaders in that particular space, especially when it comes down to, to late night dining, late night delivery and uh, the operating leverage that is going to be reaped from the fact that they're going to be utilizing their virtual ordering uh, technology alongside some of their virtual brands, which include brands like uh, Burger Den and a brand called Meltdown. And what this does is it effectively allows Denny's to increase the amount of sales for the existing fixed uh, base of capital they have. In other words, they can utilize idle time of, uh, of employees as well as uh, capital to sell these, uh, these virtual brand-based uh, uh, delivery uh, uh, delivery brands. And I think that is uh, one of the other catalysts that Benchmark sees. Okay. All right. Uh, so if you've got now a stock that's under pressure like this, you would think that some good news, you know, on the virus front uh, would then be positive for it, uh, right? I mean, sounds like there's a lot of good fundamental numbers, things going on, but they still need activity on the business because some of this seems like it got priced in. It had a nice run. It did, OJ. I think what's happening now is is that if you look at the operating leverage the company might actually have system-wide going forward, that is very compelling, and I think that's why the analysts overall have about a $19 price target, right around where Benchmark actually uh, initiated its, uh, its, its uh, analytical buy rating at $19. So I think overall, it's really a profitability profile picture going forward, because if you look at its top-line sales last quarter, they were about 40% year-over-year. Chipotle, I know everyone's familiar with Chipotle uh, in terms of, you know, take out the virtual ordering capabilities, uh, you know, curbside pickup and so forth. 
their top line sales only grew about 20%. In fact, Denny's profit margin was higher wow. last quarter than, uh, than Chipotle. And uh, overall, uh, the, the price action on Denny's and Chipotle is about the same. So I think mm. what we're seeing here is a margin expansion story for Denny's, especially when it comes down to tapping into uh, more of that 24-7 uh, takeout delivery, uh, as well as using those virtual brands to enhance the operating leverage on a, on a per-store basis. All right, yeah, good old-fashioned Denny's doing it as good as anything in the business, I guess, right now, as if it got a little creative with the delivery side and embracing some of that uh, digital expertise that Chipotle has demonstrated. Yeah, on the year, they're pretty close to each other in terms of performance now, but they certainly took different paths right. to get there. So uh, they're not highly correlated charts, even though the Denny's might give uh, Chipotle here a run for its money and beat it on uh, several grounds, it sounds like. All right, George, uh, let's talk uh, Clarivate. Interesting uh, move today, a 12.5% rally. Uh, they just also had some turnover in the C-suite with the CFO. This is an analytics research company. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's got a suite of different products that they offer. What's going on, George? How come this is on your radar? Well, I think, you know, interesting company. We, we talked about the uh, the cloud-based company Viva Network, Networks or Viva Systems. Yeah, Viva Systems. V-E-V. Yeah, this is actually a company that fits in that same realm. It's information services and analytics. Uh, it actually serves two uh, industry groups, one in scientific research, as well as intellectual property, as well as the life science and market. So if you actually look at their science division, they provide structured information and embedded uh, scientific workflows. In other words, shared information on a scientific uh, research basis, as well as uh, managing intellectual property for instance, like patents and trademarks, these are important for uh, scientific, uh, the scientific community, as well as even website domains for, uh, for, for companies that are in the biotech or the pharma space. But uh, I think if we look at what it uh, is involved in, it serves both the private sector as well as the public sector, the academic research and scientific community as well. But they recently announced the, uh, the complete acquisition of a company called ProQuest. And this is actually a, a scientific research, hmm. an academic uh, data analytics company, an information citation portal. And I think that this is accretive to uh, Clarivate's business. On top of that, the company actually achieved profitability last quarter, uh, which again is another one of these financial catalysts. So I think we're seeing here is an acquisition catalyst as well as improving uh, net margin catalysts that are embedded in, uh, in, in managing costs, in other words, cost synergies with this acquisition, as well as uh, the fact that we know that uh, anything that has to do with scientific research right now is hot, especially in the medical community because of COVID-19, dealing with antibodies, uh, you know, immunodeficiency kinds of medicines that can help treat COVID-19. We've talked about a lot of companies mm. in this space, uh, OJ, but there's a lot of research going on and companies like Viva Systems and, and Clarivate uh, are, are a couple of the names uh, that are, are certainly serving the community. But you also have, like I said, the catalyst here uh, for Clarivate, which is basically the acquisition synergies, as well as the fact that it achieved profitability last quarter, despite the fact that it lost money all of last year. So when you see a company lose money all of last year, last four quarters, but the previous quarter reported they actually demonstrated profitability, that sometimes changes the trend profile and maybe that's what Morgan Stanley sees with their upgrade today to uh, $20 from $27. And, and I think it has to do with the profitability profile as well as the, uh, the synergies associated with the acquisition they recently made. All right, so in the market's eyes, when you make an acquisition, that's an opportunity to get price action that tells us a lot about 
how the market feels about that deal, right? Uh, a lot of times you make an acquisition, stock goes down. Exactly. Investors generally kind of knee-jerk and default responses to question the financials behind it. But for a company like this, as it expands its uh, suite of offerings, tech, life sciences, um, nice, interesting combo. Clarivate, all right, uh, CLVT. George, we'll keep it on our radar as it looks like the chart trying to wake up a little bit. And the last one you've got, George, needs no awakening. Yellow Corporation, ticker YELL, yeah. excellent ticker. Uh, even better performance, up 200% over the past year. We're back to talking supply chains, and in their case, less than truckload is their industrial specialty. Yeah, this is an interesting, actually, area of the economy right now, OG, the trucking industry. If you look at uh, Yellow, in the last six months, the stock is up over 100%, as you mentioned last year, 200%. And I'll explain why, but effectively, this is a, a company that has a lot of historical roots and embedded networks in the less than truckload point-to-point uh, end of point delivery and uh, the LTL shipment, if you want to shorten it up a bit. But uh, they offer flexible supply chain solutions and consulting services to customers as well. Uh, as well as customer specific logistics services. So I think this is a, a company that is certainly benefiting right now with the supply chain disruptions because they have pricing power. Uh, effectively, if you look at the last reported earnings, that's where we saw this gap and, and sort of run, a uh, gap and go, in other words, a continuation. They actually showed uh, or demonstrated an adjusted uh, 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 EPS of about uh, 16 cents versus the five cent expected. So they actually nearly beat the estimates on a net basis by more than double. And I think that has to do with the fact that we're starting to see uh, pricing power, especially in the delivery space. Uh, we also see some moderation in fuel fuel prices. That's also helping the profitability for uh, trucking companies. But if you look at yellow, it hasn't been a recent story. This company's actually struggled for years because of uh, financial issues. One, they've had uh, in the past some long-term debt issues and they still have some debt issues, and I think this is why we're seeing the stock gear mm. much higher than some of its competitors like Old Dominion and Saya. But uh, its total market cap equity is about 700 million. It still has about 1.8 $1 billion dollars in debt, so that's more than twice its equity sliver. But last quarter was a surprise profit margin, and I think that sort of shook up the uh, the uh, the owners of the stock, but also the community in terms of what this company is doing. I think the aspects of high operating costs. Uh, which were, again, some of the uh, reasons why it struggled in the past have been ameliorated. And now we're starting to see pricing power and scalability improvements, which is helping the profitability profile. Now, when you've got a company that's already kind of levered in this case from a capital structure standpoint, in other words, a lot of debt to equity, and you see better than expected earnings, OG, and we've seen this a lot of times, especially in the commodity space, oil and gas companies that are highly levered, mm -hmm. they go through the roof uh, in terms of price action because a small amount of uh, profitability magnifies magnifies the equity sliver of the capital structure. And I think that's what we're seeing here uh, with a yellow. So in other words, it's a capital structure flip. In other words, equity is geared because already high leverage ratios and with improving uh, profitability profile alongside higher revenue growth, uh, we're seeing that sort of uh, magnify the stock price. Okay. Wow, magnification. Uh, very apparent here as it just blew past a couple of these comparables. Yeah. George, really good finds, and i got to say, love the Denny's talk. I think I might have lined up my dinner plans. Mr. T, good stuff. Get some takeout. Yeah, How exactly. All right, we'll try it. I don't know. I generally prefer in person when it comes to uh, food that I want hot. All right, I'm not trying to reheat pancakes.
I don't mind reheating some soup or a pizza. Pancakes? It's got to be live in person. All right, George, we got to go. Thank you.